This is our opportunity to shape our economy for the 21st century and beyond. This is our opportunity for fairness and equality into the future. For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. The president of the New York State AFL-CIO recently testified at a state Senate hearing examining the gig economy. During his testimony, Mario Salento laid out the state federation's position on gig economy workers. The New York State AFL-CIO and its two and a half million members is very simple. It's very clear. Workers in the gig economy, all app-based workers, should have uh, should be considered employees and have all of the same rights and protections as all other employees in the state of New York, including the right to organize. We cannot and should not leave any worker behind. In this podcast, we're going to take a deeper dive into what this all means for an industry that wasn't even here a decade ago, but today is growing rapidly. And joining me on the podcast is our legislative director, Mike Nidal. Mike, welcome to the program. Thank you, Darcy. So to start with, I don't like to assume that people already understand and it's clear to them who these workers are, who we're talking about when we talk about gig workers and app-based workers. So can you set that up for us a little bit? Who are these folks? Sure. These are workers in many different uh, sectors and industries in the economy right now, most notably transportation, you know, the service sector of transportation, domestic services, uh, minor construction, food prep and food delivery and, and package delivery. Uh, but it's a growing segment of the economy. Every day there's a new technological advance or app that provides a different service or an existing service that's provided by a traditional employer. So there's more and more people in this industry. Correct. Uh, there's uh, and, and it's as important for the future of work as it is currently. Uh, because we're going to see many more workers uh, providing and getting work through this technology uh, and working longer and more hours. So it's not really just about part-time jobs, right? People are out there trying to make their living doing this work? Uh, that's right. More and more people are, are using this or multiple jobs through these uh, platforms to, to make a living. Okay. Uh, so Mario laid out the position of the state AFL-CIO that is really, this is really about equal treatment. And he testified at the Senate hearing in October about how these workers are not being treated fairly. Let's listen to what he had to say. For workers. And there are no due process protections. So if a customer has a bad day and they want to give a low rating to that worker, there is no recourse for that worker. They may have asked that worker to do something dangerous or illegal and that worker rightfully says no, that worker not only has no recourse, they probably And Mike, that's some of the things we're trying to address with legislation, right, is the fact that if this is how they're treated or they could lose their job just because someone gives them a bad rating, it really speaks to them not having a voice on the job, right? That's right. And it's one of the fundamental issues we want to address in the legislation. Uh, the control of the work, the hiring, the firing, the actual assignment, how much work you get, as well as the terms and conditions of that work are all determined by the employer. And that's one of the reasons out of many that we believe there are employees and not independent contractors. So most of the time, or maybe even all the time, are they ever even meeting their employer in person? Oftentimes not at all. Not at all. There's no uh, traditional human resources set up. There's no uh, poster on the wall where you can read about your rights, whether it's minimum wage 
or workers' compensation if you're injured, let alone where you go to if you have questions about those rights. The gig economy model is also unfair to traditional employers and taxpayers. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Traditional employers are paying payroll taxes that provide the rights and protections that we're trying to get for the gig economy workers. That includes workers' compensation. That includes unemployment insurance protection in the event of a layoff or involuntary separation from work. Uh, all of these things are, are paid for by the employers in the traditional brick-and-mortar setting who are now getting unfair competition from many of these app companies that are providing the very same services yet escaping all of those uh, payroll taxes. Uh, incidentally, that also includes Social Security, Medicare, and the federal uh, programs, as well as the ones in the state that we're talking about. Uh, but at the same time, uh, these app companies do not have to uh, meet with, and they don't have the brick and mortar expenses that the traditional employees have uh, that their employer, the workers are able to utilize. So, what about regarding? Um taxpayers. So they're impacted as well, right? In what way? Uh, app employers, unlike traditional employers, uh, by not paying these payroll taxes and funding these programs, when employee when their employees do not get them, they oftentimes have to resort to taxpayer-funded programs for the health care if they're injured, for example, uh, or if they lose their job and there's no unemployment, you're looking at uh, pu public programs in order to feed your family or pay the rent from week to week. And I know Mario likes to talk about that example with the pizza delivery, um, or maybe you can give us another example. Right? Absolutely. And, and I think the analogy Mario used with the pizza worker goes uh, much further than even that because... Whether it's uh, package delivery, you know, you're competing, uh, app companies are competing with the United States Postal Service uh, or UPS, who have good union jobs providing these very same services, getting a union contract with health insurance benefits, decent pay and pensions, as well as all the other rights we're talking about, workers' comp, unemployment, et cetera, while the app company has none of that. Mm-hmm. And we, since I brought it up and we didn't hear Mario testify to it here on this program, when he talks about the pizza worker, he talks about you traditionally used to call the pizza shop, they deliver a pizza to you. Now you can do it through the app, but this person delivering it doesn't have those same protections. Should they get injured on the way to your house? Correct. They're and on their own. That's absolutely right. And there's no re that's the fundamental argument we're making. What is different about this worker? They should be treated equally as all other workers. So is this really, does it come down to misclassification because they're classified as independent contractors? Is that what we're trying to clarify with legislation? Absolutely. That's that's the main problem. It is a, a problem that we've faced many, many times before. Uh, many, many employers try to misclassify their workers uh, in order to avoid these very same uh, programs and taxes that we're talking about. And when we say classify, we are saying they need to be classified as employees. Correct. And be treated as such. That's right. So people have probably heard a lot about the California law. So-called gig economy bill, also known as AB5, has just passed in the California Assembly. The governor put pen to paper on what's dubbed the gig workers bill. Last night, California lawmakers passed a bill requiring companies like Uber and Lyft to reclassify independent contractors as employees. Uh, that law does 
does not include the right to organize, something that Mario explained was a priority for us. Is that right? That's correct. They didn't, but in a way they wouldn't in California because their laws are structured differently than ours, and AB5 works very well there. Uh, for New York State, we need to clarify collective bargaining because that is a right all other workers in our state have. It's guaranteed by the state constitution, and it's so important to workers not just to have minimum wage and unemployment and workers' comp, but to have codified into law the right to join a union so workers can determine them for themselves their terms and conditions of employment and work together to have that voice with the employer. Okay. And then what about carve-outs? You hear about people talking about carve-outs. That would be a problem, right? Yes. Uh, the, the way California did their bill is there were some carve-outs for different types of professions, attorneys, uh, real estate agents, things like that. Uh, there's discussion about that uh, as we move forward. So we're going to look at that. But from the get-go, we do not think any workers should be carved out. So, um being the legislative director for the state AFL-CIO, I mean, you're working with all of our affiliates and others who are involved in this. What's this process going to look like, You think? do you think, throughout the year? Like, how do we get to this, the end that we're looking for? Well, that's part of the strategizing we're doing now with our affiliates and our allies. Uh, a lot of the work in New York State gets done in the budget. And as everyone knows, we have an abbreviated session next year. The schedule has changed. So we're reviewing all of that now. But we do anticipate introducing legislation or asking uh, some senators and assembly members to sponsor our proposal. And uh, we expect to start that process in December. And if we can get it done in the budget, that obviously is due April 1st. So that's that's our initial look. And if it doesn't happen, we have the next couple of weeks through the end of session to work on it. Let's listen to how Mario wrapped up his testimony at the Senate hearing in October. The New York State AFL-CIO looks forward to working with with everyone, with all of you, to pass intelligent and comprehensive and fair legislation. And just to be clear, I'll end it the way I started it. Any legislation that's passed must allow gig economy app-based workers to be considered employees and have all of the same rights and protections as all other employees in the state of New York, including the right to organize. Thank you very much. And Mike, I'd just like to give you an opportunity. Is there something else that you think people should be aware of, of with what we're talking about with this legislation in New York moving forward? I think the most important thing uh, President Salento emphasized it several times is we're really talking about equality of these workers and giving them the same thing that has already existed for all other workers. This isn't about changing the economy or changing technology. Many would tell you it's about flexible work hours and it shouldn't apply what we're talking about is the obligations of employers to its workers to all the same rights, protections, and benefits that everyone else gets. Okay, very good. And we'll be sure that uh, we include some information for people to get involved in our campaign on this moving forward. So, Mike, thanks for taking the time with us today. Thank you, Darcy. Joining me now in the podcast is our digital director, Kevin Eitzman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. Well, as we've heard Mario lay out in his testimony, and we've certainly heard him talk about it here at the State Federation, getting legislation passed to give gig workers the same rights as other workers is a priority for us here. And we're going to be rolling out a whole campaign. And I know you're going to have a, a very big role in that on the um, digital side. Yeah, it's going to be massive. We're, we're going to go across platforms. Uh, we're doing a very big uh, ad buy, and it's going to be targeting users and um 
union members and people who are drivers and workers. So, you know, not only are we going to be approaching them on social media, but we also want to hear from you uh, and hear from uh, workers. So if you're doing any of those apps and you want to give us your story, contact us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, you know, give us a direct message so we can protect your privacy. And we'd like to hear from you and get your story. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State Union strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.